You're listening to the Conversations with Kids Peace podcast. Advice, information, and inspiration from experts at the leading provider of mental and behavioral health services for children, adults, and those who love them. Now, here's your host. The Conversations with Kids Peace podcast is sponsored by Spyglass Solutions, a nationally recognized management consulting group with comprehensive experience in the challenges of the healthcare field. Learn more at spyglasssolutions.org slash conversations. Hello and welcome to our podcast series, Conversations with Kids Peace. I'm Bob Martin and I'm pleased to welcome you to the start of our fifth season of the podcast. Now, our fifth season comes as we leave the second year of the COVID-19 pandemic with a lot of questions about what the post-pandemic future is for Kids Peace and for mental health providers in general. And that assessment comes as Kids Peace is celebrating its 140th anniversary here in 2022. So a lot of questions. It's a particularly good time to have our traditional beginning of the year conversation with Kids Peace President and CEO, Mike Slack. Mike, welcome again to the podcast. Thank you, Bob. Great to be with you. Well, let's, uh, before we go into the anniversary year, let's talk a little bit about the year that's just been concluded. Uh, 2021, the second full year, basically, of the pandemic. I guess I'm wondering what the most memorable aspect of this past year is, in your mind, for Kids Peace. Well, I, I would say probably the most memorable thing or the most striking, maybe that's the better word, is is really the surge in demand for our services. I mean, pre-COVID, we were seeing a, an escalation of the need for the services that we provide. But really, um, last year, coming off of the lockdown, which had a, really a dramatic impact on kids in particular, being out of their social norms and school supports, um, the, the numbers just exploded for us. I mean, we, we received probably, um, not probably, definitely the highest demand for our services in our history. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and that, that, that proved to be sort of a double-edged sword, right? <laughs> because we're running into issues of being able then to meet that demand. Yes. I mean, you nailed it uh, right on the head is that, you know, this came this surge in demand, which was not exclusive to Kids Peace by any stretch. I've talked to other leaders across our industry in, in different states, and um, the need is up everywhere. Um, but you're right. It came to us at a time where we were um, hard-pressed to meet that need um, because of staffing shortages that we've experienced in, in all businesses, not only mental health providers, but all businesses, uh, the year of 2021. Uh, was any in many ways will be remembered for that as well. Um, right. Workforce challenges, right? So as as we get started in twenty twenty two, how do you characterize the state of the Kids Peace organization? So I think um, you know the state of the organization is strong, but I would say that we're we are also weary. I think um, you know uh, maybe that's not the best choice of words, but. Um, this pandemic has taken a toll on anybody that is in, especially in the helping professions, I think, um, because it's hard work in the easiest of times and the last two years have been uh, nowhere near the easiest <laughs> of times. And so I think that it's really the length of this pandemic that starts to wear on us as individuals, on us as a profession. Um, but 
But the, the flip side to that that I see is that people are wary, but they're as committed as ever because especially in the field of mental health, we've been talking about how important it is. And I think that has reinvigorated many of our professionals, many of the people that are seeking to do this work have kind of doubled down and have recommitted. Um, that, that doesn't mean that people haven't worked, uh, haven't left this field because we certainly have. I think that's the wary component to this. But, but there also is a group of individuals who are, are really committed and want to see this through, wherever through takes us. Right. And, and we have said a number of times, heroes work here at Kids Peace. And I think we're, we're, nothing in the past year has taken away that assessment. Uh, Not at all. I think in, in many ways, um, it just has, you know, we, we started that in 2020 with the, with the coming of the pandemic that has just um, reinforced itself over the past uh, 18 months with, uh, you know, something we always knew those that work here, but but we do employ heroes and they, and they uh, deliver day in and day out. As we go into this new year, this is our 140th anniversary and you kicked off the year long commemoration of that milestone uh, at the end of January. And uh, folks, by the way, can see the kickoff uh, video on uh, the kidspeace.org website, kidspeace.org slash history. Um, as we've been looking at this long history in, in preparation for this anniversary, what sticks out in your mind is the most important thing that we can learn from Kids Pieces history to meet some of the challenges that you've just talked about? Well, it, you know, first of all, I would say it's it's a remarkable history that we have. It is, um, you know, w we comment in the video that you talk about, about how Kids Peace was founded in an epidemic. We now find ourselves in a pandemic. Um, it's an interesting time for our organization, and we, but we have a long and rich history. And, and I think when I go back and look at those 140 years, I really see an organization that um, has adapted um, throughout those years and has shown a level of resilience that I don't think many organizations achieve. And, and really, I think that's why Kids Peace is still delivering on its mission after 140 years, because we've adapted to the needs of our communities, to what the market needs, to what kids present themselves with. Um, and we have weathered the tough times um, and embraced the good and made the most of it through a, through a mindset of resiliency. So I think that's really what I take away from it. And of course, you're, the organization and its people are going to need that resilience because we're facing some um, pretty serious challenges. And you talk in the video about um, uh, an effort you're, you're uh, engaging in to kind of sound the alarm on what you see as a crisis in the delivery of mental health services. Again, not just with Kids Peace, not just in Pennsylvania, but really a, across the country. Can you kind of summarize that you, you've touched a little bit on some of the causes, but, but what do you, what do you want people to know about this situation? Yeah, I think, um, you know, mental health as a, as a societal issue has been, um, dismissed, dismissed for too long. I mean, we talk about it, but, but we don't prioritize it the way that we do other physical health, uh, issues. Um, and that has gone on for far too long. And so, you know, as you then come through a pandemic and you see the profound impact that it has had on individuals, on our children, 
and um, the needs that are out there and the inability of our, our field of mental health to really satisfy that need, um, that can't go on. And so I think that has been our mantra and it will continue to be to, to really identify the lack of resources that are available to providers and individuals who are in this work. Is that what we need to do to address this problem? Is, is it a resource problem? It absolutely is a re resource because I think everything falls from that. Um, in other words, if, um, if you put more resources into this, if you prioritize it like you do other priorities, then more people will gravitate to the work. Um, I, I guess in addition to resources and funding, which are the things that I've spent a lot of time talking about with legislators and, uh, uh, and our payers throughout, and, and I will point out that I am uh, amazed at how much people have stepped up. I mean, Kids Peace has been able to weather this storm because our partners, and I view them as our partners, our, our legislative delegation that represent us and help us and the people that pay for our services have stepped up and provided additional resources. But it's just the beginning, and we need to continue you know, to, to invest in that. Um, I think the other thing that Kids Peace has been trying to do, uh, with your help as well, uh, this podcast being an example of that, is really to talk about mental health, talk about our successes, talk about the people that use our services, and more importantly, get them to talk about that. Because that awareness brings funding. It brings people's, uh, it opens people's minds to, um, to how important the work is that we do. And so that's, those are two areas that I think we're, we're really focused on here uh, in the next year. And both of them would seem to have a, uh, a, an impact on uh, making a career in the mental health field uh, much more attractive. And do you see that as kind of what the, what what might be one of the goals, or maybe even the predominant goal that we're trying to we're trying to get through with this? Yeah, certainly. The more resources that are invested in in mental health services means that there's more dollars that you can put into paying for the people that do this work. Um, you know, and that's something that Kids Peace has done over the past year. Uh, we've invested heavily in our workforce in in trying to be as competitive as we can. But we are limited in that based on the fees that we can generate for the services that we provide. And so we are working extremely hard to articulate and demonstrate the value of the services so that people pay what they're worth. And these are services that are really dependent upon people. Um, bricks and mortar, equipment, you know, as opposed to say maybe physical health where those might have a higher priority. It, mental health, it's the people, right? It is. I mean, we are people helping people. That's what we do. Uh, that being said, I think what, what we are trying to identify and invest in is ways to um, utilize technology and, and accentuate the work that our people do. And I believe that there is a, there is a, um, a role for technology in the future, not to replace people. Um, I, I joke about using robots or other types of technology, and I do believe that is a part of Kids Pieces' future. It's a part of our field's future. Um, but again, it's not to replace the individuals that do the care. It's to supplement and maybe to um, 
to, to take some of the more rote aspects of their work and use technology to deliver on that so they can focus on the human side of our business, which is extremely, extremely important. It is why we need people. It's why we're people helping people. And so, um, so I think as the cost of technology comes down, as our funding and resources go up, you're going to see that be a bigger part of what Kids Peace does. And it's going to help us be able to help more people which is at the end of the day, what, what we're all about. Like you said, it boils it all down. Yeah. Um, Mike, as you know, we usually ask our guests for a life hack, but I'm going to switch things up this because I, I really like to know, as you look at this past year, you look at what you're facing, what we're all facing in 2022 and beyond. Um, I'm just wondering, what are you looking forward to the most in the coming year? Well, I, I think probably number one is for next year, for you not to ask me about COVID. <laughs> like, like, honestly, I, I think the, the amount of energy that we as uh, leaders and as people working in this field that has been spent on COVID is enormous. And, it, and I feel like, honestly, that we spend more time talking about COVID than we do about what is our purpose, you know, mm -hmm. providing mental health services and figuring out how to do that better and serve more people. And I want... I want that equation to change throughout this year. I do believe, I do pray that this is a pivotal year for our society and we're going to transition out of this pandemic and get back to normal. Not that normal will ever be what it was pre-pandemic, right. but that the energy of organizations like Kids Peace will be focused on the mission of what we do as opposed to the protections of this, of this physical detriment to this pandemic that we've right. been Right. been dealing with. So I, I really look forward to that. I also look forward to from purely from a kids piece standpoint, we're going to be opening a new service in North Carolina. It was delayed last year because of the pandemic, but I'm very excited that that will open this year. And I look forward to that because it's something new. It's a way that we can, uh, again, uh, spread our footprint on those who we serve in a, in a very important state for us. So I'm, so I'm excited about that as well. That is going to be a real interesting, um, kind of a game changer. And so, and that, this is what they call in the business a tease. We will be talking about the particulars later. Um, and, and, and I, I think it's really important for what you said there is not to diminish COVID, not to say that COVID isn't important, but just to say we, at some point, we're going to get to a point where we've got enough of a handhold we can start thinking about the future and getting to a point where we can continue to serve and to deliver the kind of services that, that kids and, and families need. Correct. And help all of those kids that need us um, because it is really profound how many there are and how long people have to wait to access care. And that's something that we need to, to fix. And, right. and we're committed to do that. Very good. Mike Slack, President and CEO of Kids Peace. Thanks for helping us kick off season five of the podcast. Always a pleasure. And you're always welcome back. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> All right. The Conversations with Kids Peace podcast is produced by Robbie Allred. I'm Bob Martin. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having you join us again for more Conversations with Kids Peace. And until then, take care.